Welcome to the Hook and Ladder podcast. Big 12 preview win totals. Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell. Colin, we are um, we're right around the corner. It's August. Training camps are underway. I'm getting yep. all the all the Rutgers football news and notes because which aren't really news and notes. They're mostly quotes because Greg Schiano has a rule that reporters can't report on anything that they see in practice. So we get really nothing of note except for what we get Classic. in quotes. Um, but it's 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 that time of the year. We're a few weeks away. How you doing? It's good. It's good. It's, you can taste it now. Totally. Totally, you can taste summer it. camp talk, fall camp starting. That's that's the that's the first. That's the first yep. big thing. Start getting those reports in, ready to roll. Yep. Today we're talking Big 12, 10 teams in the Big 12. Fascinating, fascinating conference. I think there are you could make an argument that there are nine teams in this league that believe that they are good enough to go to a bowl game. And the perpetual doormat in this league, Kansas is probably set to take a dramatic step forward in terms of um, quality of play and skill level. Um, not level. Yeah. Right. Not sure it'll manifest itself in wins, but they'll be better. Um, I just, I think it's a fascinating league and, and the, the, the depth of the league is, is awesome. And it's one of those conferences where like every, any, like really any given Saturday in this conference, like I think anything can really happen, which is pretty sick. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, most similar, I'd say, to the ACC, with yep. a little better at the top end, and this year, no real Clemson. But yeah, I would say I, I, I see. What you're, I, I would like. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. It's just like the ACC is kind of scrunched together, but they're more middle scrunched. This is more like upper middle class scrunched. Completely agree. I, I I understand what you're saying, and I couldn't agree more. I've got the random list generator up. And we open the Big 12 preview with Texas Tech. All right. Texas Tech. You want to start on Texas Tech, Con? Because I really have no uh, – so I've gone back for, and forth with what them. What the win total for Tech? I think it was six and a half last I looked. Six and a half. Yep. Uh-huh. Is it? Because everybody – yeah. Oh, five and a half, five and a half. Sorry. Five and a half, five and a half at even yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Um, yeah. So Texas, 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 weird team. They, they got three quarterbacks, right. That could all uh, start. It's pretty much an open competition. Chuck from Oregon, Donovan yep. Smith. And um, who's the, who's the third one? Uh, um, Baylor cup. No, that's a court. That's a tight end. Baron Morton. That might be it. Yeah. But I, I think it's, it's more between shock and, uh, and Smith and Smith. But whenever I've listened to any tech insider, they say it could be all three though. It's legit quarterback battle. You don't really know who's going to start. I don't love any of them, but I don't hate them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a position where, you don't really need to worry about injuries because they're all going to be there. And there's, I don't think there's a massive up or down between any of them. They're going to be solid to get the job done. They've got Kitley coming in from Western Kentucky, ran that electric offense with um, Zappy last year. People are really high on that. I'm a little high on it, but I, I don't know how high because – 
how much of that was the offensive coordinator and how much was Bailey Zappi? I tend to think Zappi's a stud, so I put a little less emphasis on uh, the coordinator, but other people disagree. Uh, McGuire, new head coach, coming from Baylor, never been a head coach before, a lot of hype. He's a Texas recruiting savant. He's brought energy back to the program. I think that wasn't really there with um, Wells. Wells, yeah. They were decent, but I don't know. They never really competed in games. Like, at least last year, especially, they got blown out by um, Texas. Oklahoma. Blown out by Oklahoma. They got blown out by TCU. Like, they were seven and six, but. They didn't compete in any real games outside of the uh, the Baylor game, really. And I think that was that, that was post-firing. And then they went out and beat Mississippi State in the bowl game. I think that has more to do with the energy from a new coach getting his first game under the belt than anything else, really. Like, Mississippi State's a better team than Texas Tech, but – they just had more to play for that game, and they just blew the doors off of them. I am having I'm having a hard time not being high on them, Kyle. Really? All right, talk to me. Like I don't really, I mean, I'm not really a Texas Tech stand, but like I look at how they finished last year, and it's like hard not to believe in what they're doing. And I mean, it's not just the Mississippi State blowout. They beat Iowa State. They took Baylor down to the wire. Like Donovan Smith was a really highly touted recruit. He came into his own down the stretch. I mean, Tyler Shuck was really good at the beginning of the season. So like you mentioned it, they have two options and both are good options. Like, I don't think either is a, a, a bonafide stud, but I think there are good options. And you talked about the energy. Like I, like there's belief in this program that like they're on the upward trajectory. And I think like, I mean, there's, there's reason, reason to buy in. And I think that there's, like I, I don't I don't necessarily love like the roster, but I don't think that they're losing in abundance of talent. Like this is a team that has solid quarterback play. Like I love their running backs. Like they're fine on on the D line. Their receivers should be solid. Like they lose a lot, but if there's one position where Tech never yep. really needs to worry about its receivers, uh, I like their linebackers. They they've been getting hype. Like a lot of people have been talking about a. Uh, they got back there they've got uh uh where we go the uh, Vanderbilt guy uh Dimitri Moore coming in like people are really high on him they that whole kind of core in the linebacking is pretty good and they they like they like their safety position as well so I think the back end of the defense could be pretty solid D-line should be good they just need to get pressure on the D-line and I think just having McGuire in there should really help the defense overall just be a little tougher, a little more physical that hasn't been there. Yeah. Um, let's run through it. The win total set at five and a half. I mean, it's not, it's not an easy schedule. And I think that's the, no, that's kind of the rub. It's a brutal schedule and there are, there are question marks online and D line, I think being the, the biggest. Yeah. Um, they're going to open one another. They're going to beat Murray state. Yeah. They've got, I think they're going to be – I would have them favored at home against Houston. Um, 
Like, I think they're, I think that's a winnable game. I think we can call it a toss up. Like that's going to be a really fun game on, on the 10th, but I think it's, I would have them favored in that game. Um, they beat Houston last year. Like they're at home. Like it probably won't be like, I won't, I don't know if they'd be substantial favorites, but I think a field goal plus um, in my opinion um, at NC state's going to be a really tough game. I think that's probably a loss for them home against Texas. Like they can win that game. Don't you think? No, they can definitely win that game, especially if they're more physical. I, I feel like they've kind of struggled with Texas. I mean, last year, 35-70, that's a pretty big indictment. Yeah. But you get them at home, it's a new kind of error. And Tech, maybe the more physical team than Texas for – I don't know when that's ever happened. In that, that, that first part of the schedule, like, I think it's possible they're four and zero, but I also think it's possible they're one and three. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think one and three is more likely than four and zero. But I'd say, you think two and two or three and one is is more likely? No, I think two and two. They're gonna. I think they're gonna be two yeah. and two. I mean, I'd have them favored in the first two, and have them dogs in the next two. The thing is, I'd probably have them dogs at Kansas State and at Oklahoma State. I think it's a if they could somehow win one of those games. I think they're gonna lose both of those. I I, I agree. So now we've got them at two and four. They come back home against West Virginia. I mean, that's a toss up, but you, you that's a game if you're going to if you're going to go over you have to win. Yep, they're going to be favored. I would I would have them favored against West Virginia at home. That puts them at 3 and 4. Home against Baylor I think is also a toss up. That's a loss. Well, it depends what you think about Baylor cuz I don't think that's necessarily a loss. Yeah. I mean, I, they, I I just think if you've got question marks right, their D-line, like safety linebackers should be solid. The D line is is pretty good. Like I think this team could be solid, but like if they can't get pressure and the D line is still kind of small, they could get bullied off the line against Baylor. And their O line, they're shuffling around a lot. It's not a great offensive line. Baylor's type of team, they can just rush three and get pressure with Jackson Player and Ika, or they just need one in the middle, and you're not gonna be able to run on them. Okay, I just so, think it's a mismatch on the lines in that game. Okay, what about at TCU? I think that's winnable. I mean, I, I think you're dogs for sure. Yeah, so then, I mean, at TCU, they're dogs. Let's say they're three and six then. Home against Kansas has to be a win. Yeah. That's four and six, and they're going to be dogs in those last two like four. Like, what do they have to do? I mean, how many upsets will they have to pull? To go over? To go over. Like, at so, least two or three. I mean, and that's assuming your favorites against Houston, which... They're going to be... The, the only games, Colin, they're going to be favored in, in my opinion, is Murray State at home, West Houston Virginia. at home. I think they're going to be favored against Houston at home. Um, Murray State, Houston, West Virginia, Kansas. So, so they'd games. have to... The favorite in four games? Yeah, so they have to pull an upset in two. And Houston's more like a toss-up. I think it's kind of an under, man. Like, I don't... Yeah, the schedule's it's brutal. It's, it's definitely an under. I mean, I think they're gonna. I think they could be better, like better power rating wise. With yeah, yeah. I but think like, that's probably. Most I agree. What happens. In fairness, though, like, like we're chalking up at K State, at Oklahoma State, at Iowa State, even at TCU, home against Baylor. Like we're chalking these up as losses. There's a. I mean, they could win those games though. They could, they could like, beat NC State on the road. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, all these games, like, they're they're dogs in, but I don't see a game 
really outside of like, honestly, Colin, I don't see a single game on the schedule where they're going to be more than like a 12, 10 point dog, 12 no. point dog, right? No, especially like if, if you, if you expect the defense to really take a step here with, with McGuire and, and play, play better. Yeah. Like at Kansas state at Oklahoma state, those are two teams that have quarterbacks that struggle with turnovers. Yeah. If you can win the turnover battle in those games. Yeah. That's, that's possible. And the, the, the offense is explosive enough that even though those defenses should be really good, you just got to break off a couple. And if your defense can keep you in the game on that point, then you could win those. Okay. Moving on. Um, unless you have anything actionable, do you? I do not. Um, no, no, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I lean under, um, but I, I don't think – I think just definitely the play if, you, if you're going to play it. Yeah, but I think the thing is, I think the issue with that, though, is, like, there's not a guaranteed loss. Like, Texas and Oklahoma are both at home. Like, there's just not a guaranteed loss on that schedule. No. Okay. Next up, TCU. All right. Lead it off. I know you got a lot to say. I am. I'm high on the Horn Frogs because I, I think this is a team that was, like, fighting – um, like fighting itself the last couple years. Like you've got Gary Patterson, awesome defensive coach, like tough guy. Like this is what he, this is like, that's how he built a career. He built the program based off of that. But like, as they kind of started to recruit better and, and adapted into the big 12, I felt like they transitioned more into an offensive first team, which didn't fit in like from a personnel perspective with like the culture that the head coach wanted. And I, I think they, they made the right move. Um, Gary Patterson fired, stepped down, whatever you want to say, mutually parting ways. Um, and in comes Sonny Dykes, who I believe is a really, really good offensive mind. And I think he's going to fit in perfectly with what TCU has on offense. And I'm actually really high. I think that this is a team that in year one, has a lot of like a lot of talent and like a lot of ability to make some noise in the big 12. Cause I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it's a little bit of, of post letdown hype from me um, because like I mean, last, it, like last year, we, four years of, of, of post letdown hype. I feel like this team I've been expecting to, to be good in 19, 20 and 21. And they've let down every year. And I think that's why Patterson is gone because he wouldn't adapt. Right. And I think, but I think that's why bringing Sonny Dykes in. And I just, I, I believe that after everything that went wrong for them last year, and there's still a lot of talent on this roster, a lot of key guys back. They were, they've been recruiting well. And I think that, I think that there's a, an avenue for them to be really a sleeper in the big 12. And, and even last year with, you know, as, as bad as they were at times defensively and as, as bad as they looked like they still blew out Texas tech. They still beat Baylor, you know, like they just, they were right there with Texas. They probably should have won that game early in the season. And who knows if they win that game, who knows what happens. Um, they've got two guys that I both, that I think are both good quarterbacks, Chandler Morris and Max Dugan, I, I Duggan, Dugan, whatever it is. Um, I, I, I trust that Dykes will be able, be able to unlock one of them. They're good at the skill positions. Like I just see a lot of reasons to, to like TCU offensively. And I think they're good in the secondary. Like, I don't think they'll be bad on D. And I, I think that this is a – I think it's more of a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team um, with a potential to be a surprise. 
Yeah, I I I agree. Like I'm not sure about Sonny Dykes. I love the defensive coordinator hire. They took um, Joey, whatever his name is, from um, Tulsa. And okay. Tulsa's defense has been fantastic. Joe Joe, Gilles- Joe Gillespie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from from Tulsa. Draft pick, their cornerback, uh, Travis Hodge Thompson. Tomlinson, he's a. Uh, I've seen him in the first round in in projections, which is really nice to have a, a lockdown corner like that. And from what I heard, the linebacker play uh, was really good during the during the spring. So, and and they've got a Colorado safety that they're also really high on uh, bringing in. So if this offense, if, if they can just get one of these quarterbacks going and get the defense to play more together and make tackles, which I believe a lot of the issue was was Patterson, really. They, they could really, really unlock this year. So what do you think? Win total six and a half. Should we start running through it? Let's run through it. I think they win at Colorado week one. I don't think that's an easy game necessarily a Friday night going into, into Boulder, but like they're over a touchdown favorites. And I I have to assume they're over a touchdown favorites for a reason. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I, this is a, this is really make or break here. Agreed. Because if you lose, like, I don't think we expect Colorado to be very good. They got poached in the transfer portal. They Carl Durrell had the good COVID season, but last year was, horrendous they don't have talent the the program seems to have like given up on its identity like Colorado used to be a, a great football program not anymore but it that's a game you could lose going into altitude first game of the season they're gonna be fired up this is like a must win for Colorado um so I don't know if I'd lay the points there but I I think I'd expect them to win yeah um Tarleton 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 <laughs> Carlton State, a uh, a shit team that you should beat. So uh, we'll go two and zero. Yep. At SMU is going to be one of the most interesting games of the non-con season. Um, that, that game is going to be insane. I I'm high on TCU and I'm not high on SMU, which I think is why I believe the TCU will find a way to do it. But like that's going to be brutally difficult. Um, I think it helps that they've got a buy beforehand, but. My, wi- my Wi-Fi connection is fucking awful because I get booted out of the living room with those fucking idiot monkeys. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. What did, where, did, where did I leave off? Um, you said at SMU, you're not high on SMU. Yeah, so I'm not high on SMU, which, which leads me to believe that, which is why I think I, TCU can win that game. It's going to be really hard. Even though it's off a of bye, it's just like Sonny Dykes, Went left SMU to go to his SMU's rival. Like it's going to be a hostile environment. It's just going to be a really d- tough game for TCU to win. Um, do you think they can get it? I mean,
that it's just makes it almost impossible to really feel confident about TCU going in that game. You sold their coach. You're yep. on the road. This team's beating you two out of the last two years, and they are going to have all the motivation in the world, especially when you're coming back home to Oklahoma the next week. It, I think you got to chalk that up as a loss. Okay. So what do you think in Oklahoma? Be a good game. It's a good game. They're, they're dogs. They, 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 TCU is like the opposite of Kansas State in uh, in their play against the big dogs in the Big 12, right? Kansas State beats Oklahoma, loses to Texas. Or I, I don't know. They just don't yeah. play Texas. They, their big game is Oklahoma. TCU's big game is Texas, and I feel like Oklahoma kind of handles them a lot recently. So it'll be interesting to see if Sonny Dykes switches that up. But – I think that's, it's, that's a tough, that's a tough game. Yeah. I, I think it's gotta be a loss for now. Um, two and two, they beat Kansas on the road, or at least they have to, it's not going to be they, easy. They, they've got them. That, that game is dangerous though. Yeah. Kansas has, has, has given them trouble last year. They won by three at home yeah. against Kansas. Like I think when they lost to Kansas in 2018. Yeah. Like that's a, that's, that's not an easy game by any stretch of the means. And, it, and it's in a tough spot of the schedule, too, in between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was listening to Cover 3, and Bud was talking about, like, how it's good that they get at Kansas, but I, I disagree. That is not – that this is a game that Kansas is definitely looking at as, as a potential W. Yeah. So you, they better be prepared. I think we got to give them the win. Um because, yeah, if we're giving them losses at SMU and Oklahoma. We can give them win at, at Kansas. I think one and two should be the worst case scenario in that. So three and two, um, split the home games against Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Is that fair? I think, that, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Four and three, and then split West Virginia at West Virginia home against Texas Tech. I mean, I think yeah, they can. I, I mean, I think they can go three and one in that stretch. So, I mean. I yeah, think they can. Like I think that's. I think I think the split is is most is likely. Fair. Okay. Yeah. So then you're at five and four at Texas at Baylor are going to be very tough game. It's going to be hard for this team to go over six and a half based on that. Uh, right. Yeah. Do you like the under? I don't. No, I don't want to play because I, I there's a there's a lot with this team. Like if you can get Duggan or. Chandler Morris to to really yeah. unlock like I they talked about going faster in the spring and Duggan plays better in up tempo so that could work. Chandler Morris had a great game against Baylor last year. That's when they got that W. Yep. Uh, I like the defensive coordinator higher. Like I think there's a lot going for this team that I don't want to bet under strictly based on schedule, but I don't want to bet over based on the schedule either. Okay, completely agree. Um, I I think. If you really buy TCU, I think it's worth a like a to make the Big Twelve championship game bet. I, I I agree. I think I think that's that's their ceiling, and I think if they're not going to make that, like you might as well take that big bet because then you're not going to have to sweat out this over versus like the, the they could they could miss the over, and then you're that doesn't matter yeah. versus like they could also go so far that they actually make the big 12 championship. So then that's just, I, I think it's a better bet. Okay. Moving on. Nothing actionable yet in the big 12 Oklahoma. 
to the top of the conference. I am in on Boomer Sooner. All right, talk to me. Lincoln Riley out. Brent Venables in. I really like what stuck around on the roster. Like, I think the defense is going to be really good. Um, like, they've had dudes on defense. They, yeah, yeah. It, they just haven't been able to, like, Grinch. I, I don't like Grinch. I don't think Grinch is, is, is anything as a coordinator. They've recruited better. The defense has been marginally better. But I think that's been a factor of the Big 12's offenses kind of falling off a cliff re- recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I agree. They have talent there. And if there's anybody that can maximize it on defense, it's definitely Venables. Yeah. He's been one of the best defensive minds in college bowl for a long time. And then like they've recruited so well offensively, like the O-line is, is really good. The running back situation should be fine. Kennedy Brooks is back. I mean, he's, he's an ox. Like he can really run the ball well. Um, and they brought in our boy Dylan Gabriel from UCF, who I, who I believe is a very good quarterback. I don't think he's Caleb Williams, but like, do I think he's still a top 20 quarterback in college football? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. He's got a great deep ball. Um, and yeah. and Levy's, a, uh, Levy's a, a, a great offensive coordinator. Right. So, like, I think there's a lot there. And I, I think that – I don't know if the market is necessarily going to be super down on them because I think they are still – although I was reading somewhere that they're not even the favorite. They weren't the betting favorite at open in the Big 12. Like, it was Texas. I, and, like – I think – oh, I thought they were the betting favorite now. They might, it might have moved. Like, Okay, but the the Big Twelve media picked Baylor to win the conference. Yeah, like I which think is, there's which is a little disrespectful. I I think. Yeah, I'm completely with you, Colin. Like I think it's, I think we are overselling. I mean, Lincoln Riley, great offensive mind, obviously a really good but head this coach. Offense is definitely going to take a setback. You, right, you, you, but you lose Lincoln Riley to your quarterback and uh, top wide receiver, but like. They're fine at wide receiver. Marvin Mims was a stud two years ago. Yes, and they they. They recruit really well there. Yeah, I have no worries about the receiver position. Like, I'm, I'm really not worried about that at all. I think – did I say Kennedy Brooks was there? He's gone, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, Gray, right? It's Eric, Eric Gray. Gray. Yeah, he's yeah. a good running back in his Very own right. Good, yeah. And I, just, I, I think, I think that this team comes down to is can they get pressure with their defensive line, right? Because they should, they should be solid, safety – should be pretty good. Linebackers should be good. The tackle should be solid. Like the one thing this team needs is, is edge pressure to make it a, like a great defense. If they can get that, that's really good. And if their O-line can really be solid, because Levy, Levy's known as a, a fast paced, like kind of like running gun um, coordinator, but that's not really what he is. Like at Ole Miss, they, they love to run the ball like that. It, it's kind of like passing to open up the run and they've got, they kept uh, their O-line uh, coach Benden bar or whatever. Yeah. Beat him ball. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's, he's a Joe Moore guy. He's, he's a stud. Yep. Uh, so one of the I best in the business. I feel pretty good that he'll, he'll craft a good offensive line. If they can have a running game going with that offense and the defense can take a step, like this team can be very good. Right. And I, I like, I completely agree. And, and, you mentioned Marvin Mims back. Theo Weiss was like one of their top receivers a couple years ago. He's back from injury too. Like there's, there are dudes that receive like this. The offense is going to be fine. They may not be a top five offense in college football, but like they're going to be fine. (laughs) 
You lost me again, didn't you? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. What was the last thing I said? They're going to be fine. Yeah. That's really all I said. Okay. They're going to be fine. Um, so, like, I'm in. I'm in on Oklahoma. I think they are the, the, the best team in the Big 12, and I, I really like – I like the roster. I like the coaching changes. I think they're going to be – Maybe a good good football team, and I think the market's down on them. Like I think there's no reason why they shouldn't be still be expected to be the class of the, of the Big Twelve Conference. All right, you ready to run through? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Win total is nine and a half for Oklahoma. They open against UTEP. That's a win. Yeah. Kent State at home. That's yeah. a win. At Nebraska, I mean, I ha- I'm going to have them favored by over a touchdown in that game. Really. I mean, I'm not high on Nebraska. At a certain point, Scott Frost is just Scott Frost. Yeah, I, 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 I agree, but that's that stadium's going to be if if they if they don't as long as they don't lose to Northwestern, that's going to be an insane environment. Yeah, even at noon. <laughs> oh, it's it, it's going to be it's going to be raucous. That's going to be the biggest Nebraska home game in years. I mean, they play Ohio State. Yeah, but it, but this is a rivalry. Ohio State's not a rival, and it, it, they almost beat they almost beat them last year. So I think they believe they can beat them. I can't give that a, a loss to Oklahoma. No, no, I, I don't, I, I don't. I think we just put it at fifty fifty, and we give them next fifty fifty. We just split. Okay. Home against Kansas State. I think that's a win. Yeah, Kansas State's giving them fits, but like, I think if there's venerable, should be able to uh, keep Adrian Martinez in check. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think K State's pretty good, but like Oklahoma's better um, at TCU. Like, I mean, what do you think? Is that 50 50 also? I mean, I I would have them fit. I don't know if that's really 50 50. Okay. So you think that's a win? Yeah. Okay. So four and one. Texas, is that 50 50? I think, I think just the nature of the rivalry, that's 50 50. Fine. Okay. So we can split the Nebraska Texas games. Now we've got them at five and one. Yeah. Home against Kansas. I think that's a win. Yeah. At Iowa State. I think that's a win. Ah, that, I don't. I don't. I don't. Think <laughs> what do you mean you don't think that's a, that's a win? They're I gonna, think that's a loss. Colin, they're going to be fa- over a touchdown favorites at Iowa State. I, I'm going to I'm gonna hammer Iowa State if they're, if they're over a touchdown in that game. Like, okay. they're going to be right. All right, fine. Iowa, you know what? Let's, last time Oklahoma goes to visit, that is going to be electric. Let's go worst case scenario then. So worst case scenario, they lose in Nebraska, they lose to Texas, they lose to Iowa State. That's three losses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Home against Baylor. I don't think they lose that game. No, not after last year too. Right. At West Virginia. Like I don't think they're losing at West Virginia. No, I don't think so either. But that is that's another tough environment. Oklahoma State at home. Oklahoma State got them last year, and uh, Oklahoma State was better last year. At Texas Tech? No, no, Texas Tech's not there. So we're saying three losses, maybe four losses, like worst-case scenario, and I think best-case scenario, they win every single game on their schedule. So like I said, Colin, I'm in on the Sooners, so I'm going to take their over nine and a half. Give them a loss to Texas. Iowa State, that's 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on the sidelines, but I, I'll lean over. Okay, we continue on from Oklahoma to Oklahoma State. Our trip. Keeping it, uh, 
keeping it in the um what is that right what's the rivalry called i'm spacing on the name um what is it called red, red, red river is the texas Oklahoma yeah, yeah, one. that was what i was thinking uh bedlam, bedlam. yeah bedlam oklahoma state man i don't know they had a kind of a like they oklahoma had like state had a weird very weird season but i it's kind of Gundy-esque. They kind of do that a lot. Yeah, but this was a little different than – like they were – they rode their defense. They won a lot of tight games. Like they were – it was a dream year, and then they collapsed in the Big 12 championship game. Like this this team should have they, – they could have put themselves in position to play in the playoff if yeah, they, they won that game. they could have the playoff over Cincinnati. I don't know if it would have happened, but if they won that Baylor game – I mean – they're not even over Cincinnati. They're down their starting center and uh, and their top running back, and they got stopped on the one yard line four times, and that's why they lost the game. So yeah, I mean, you you could assume that if they had those guys healthy, but like I'm sure Baylor had people out. Just name the game. Yeah, injuries happen. I mean, Baylor was starting a totally different quarterback than they played all season long. So yeah, well, he's obviously the better one. Yes, but still. Um, I like Spencer Sanders. I've always been a Spencer Sanders fan. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent. It's just about harnessing it. Um, their O-line has been really good for the last however many years. I mean, it should be fine. The run game should be fine, even though they lose. Um, they're starting back. Defensive line is one of the best defensive lines, I think, in the country. I mean, outstanding last year, return a lot of pieces. Their defense... Colin Oliver, that guy... Didn't even start, had 11 and a half sacks. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Their DBs were really good last year, but I think, I think there's a lot of turnover there. Um, and their defensive coordinator, what's his, is it Knowles? Knowles has gone to Ohio State, but they yep. bring Derek Mason from Auburn, which I think is a, is a really good replacement hire if you're going to lose. Like Mason had a, Auburn's defense was really good last year. They had a lot of talent though, too. So was Mason the defensive coordinator though, or was he like the linebackers yeah. coach? Defensive coordinator. He, he took a pay cut and went to OK State. Interesting. Um, Carson was getting run out of town by the boosters. What do you think about Oklahoma State as a whole this year? It's, it's, it's weird to me because I, I think you can make two, two arguments and they can both be logical in, in the thinking is, one, Knowles is gone. You lose pieces, very important pieces at linebacker, right? Malcolm Rodriguez just played every snap, was an absolute stud. Cornerbacks uh, lose a little bit. Safeties, you've got one of the transfers going to uh, Ohio State. And then you've got an offense that returns a lot, but Spencer Sanders has been at it for four years now, and he's always had talent, but he's never put it together. So why? why? I know. So, yeah. so, and then you also look at the team and you go, this team – Struggled against Missouri State. I get it. They had a lot of people out. Struggled against Tulsa. Tulsa plays a lot of teams tight, but still, you should have lost the Boise State game. They made a terrible call on a fumble recovery. Um, and then you start to get going a little bit. You lose at Iowa State. You probably should have won that game. They, they, they kind of dominated that. Then you, you really get going. You kind of got – they kind of got lucky against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And a little unlucky against Baylor. And then you come back from 28-7 down and beat Notre Dame in the bowl game. So, like, how good was this team really? But then you can look at it another way and say, 
their D line should still be excellent. That should make up for the rest of the defense. Knowles is gone, but Derek Mason is is not a drop off in my opinion. At least I think that's a really good hire. Well, Spencer Sanders figured it out towards the end of the season, and that's why they improved. He had four picks against Baylor when he had a center out, and they he was facing a lot of pressure. Notre Dame, who has a great defensive line, didn't get too much pressure on him, uh, and they burned him. Like came back the the combination of Sanders with a um, with Warren, and it's not gonna be Warren, but still, those they always turn out good backs. Yep. It, it, it's a difficult tackle, and Notre Dame struggled with tackling. Like we'll get to that when we talk about Notre Dame eventually. But that was a um, it was is a bad matchup, and it's a bad matchup for a lot of teams having a running quarterback. And if he could just take care of the ball, like they've got talent at wide receiver, they've got talent at O line, and if their D line is going to be amazing, that covers up a lot of mistakes that the defense may make. They could be really good. Yeah. Tay Martin's gone at receiver. You mentioned the talent at receiver. Martin's gone. Somebody, right? Somebody, like, they, uh, they're a team where, like, somebody always steps up. Yeah. Um, Tay Martin's gone. He destroyed their name. Like, yeah. I think he had 166 yards or something like that. It was, it was, it was terrible. And, and a lot of those yards, like, they could have had more. The reason they went down in that game was because their wide receivers were making drops. Like Sanders was hitting them in the hands and they were dropping the ball. So I, I think, I think they should be fine at wide receiver. I don't know if it's going to be that good. Like they need somebody to emerge, but I, 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 tr- I trust them. I, I trust Spencer Sanders, man. You just look at Spencer Sanders numbers against Notre Dame in that game. Like it's just when he, like the fact that he's capable of doing that, like he, if he did that for a full season, like he'd be a Heisman candidate. Easily. Like he's got throwing motions weird. Like when he's on the run, like it's like a kind of like sidearm. It looks ugly, but it's college. So you don't need like a perfect throwing motion. Yeah. All right. Let's see what Oklahoma state can do this year. Their win totals eight and a half. Um, It's a team that I like. I don't know if I love them. Like, I think they're going to be worse than last year, but like, I don't think it's a, a significant drop off. Um, schedule's pretty easy though. Like I have a hard time believing they're not going to start three and zero. Yeah. I mean, central Michigan, uh, beat them before and Oklahoma state struggles with these early games, but I, I mean, mean their early games were Tulsa and Boise state who were both pretty solid. So, and Missouri state, they had half their team out because of a fight. So I don't see them losing to central Michigan. No, Arizona state, uh, yeah. you get that at home. I think that's big. I also don't think Arizona state's anything. I think they're, they're in da- I think Arizona State's in danger of falling off a cliff this year. Also. Oh, I, I agree, but like they still have some talent and they can win games. But yeah, uh, so three and zero. Yep. You get a bye before you head to Baylor, which is good. I don't think they're going to win at Baylor. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think they can win at Baylor. Well, they, I, I absolutely think they can. I don't think they will. Okay. Um, I think with the bye. And the, the revenge aspect, I think it's more of a 50-50 than people may give it credit for. Okay. So do you want to give them best case scenario? You want to go best case first or worst case first? Well, just put it at 50-50 and let's just let's Okay. Split. That's fine. So All we got them at three and one. I don't think they lose at home to Texas Tech. No. So we get, okay. Four and one. At TCU, is that a 50-50? I think so. Yeah. So then we'll give them a win there. Make it five and one. 
Home against Texas, I think that's a 50-50. I think they can split these next two games, right? Home Texas at Kansas State. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now we have them six and two. At Kansas has to be a win. I don't it think it's easy, yeah. but it has to be a win. Yeah. Seven and two. Home against Iowa State, I mean, I think that's probably a win too. I think, I think that's a win, especially after last year's loss. So eight and two. At Oklahoma, I think it's a loss. I think it's a loss. And then they're home against West Virginia to get to nine and three, which I think is most likely. And what do we have there over at? Eight and a half. I mean, if we're going off most likely right there, what is this juice at? Minus one of five? Yeah, I mean, but the uh, there is a scenario, right, where they like – there's a scenario where they I think they lose could lose five games, right? Like, let's talk about worst case. Worst case, they lose at Baylor. They lose at TCU. They lose at Kansas State. Like, they don't win these games at home, on the road. They lose at home to Texas. They lose at Oklahoma. Like, that's five losses right there. And, like, Iowa State's no picnic. Texas Tech's not going to be a picnic. I'm not touching it. I'm going to go over. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over. I, I Sanders, you know, I, I, I trashed him to my – my demise last year. Um, <laughs> that was that was that was pretty sad to see him tearing up Notre Dame like that. Um, but I I do think he's he's a quarterback that like if he doesn't turn the ball over he can be insanely good and he's had so much time in the system now. Yeah. And they return a lot on offense. Like I think that should be good. And I think if you're gonna have any part of the defense, that's gonna be really good you're gonna want it to be the d-line especially like how many teams have both the offensive line and the quarterback to take advantage of a weak secondary in the big 12 like texas has the has the has the passing ability but they they don't have the offensive line so it's it's o- has, has the line but i don't really know if they have the receivers it's oklahoma yeah i think in a in a certain world, it's TCU also. Yeah, but I, like, I, how high are you on TCU's offensive line? Like, I mean, I don't have it rated poorly. Yeah, I I, I think Oklahoma for sure. I think maybe Iowa State, but you get that game at home, and that's you don't know what the quarterback position. Yeah, is. you don't know. I think West Virginia potentially, but it, are, are the receivers going to be any good? Like, I, I yeah, I don't. Their receivers aren't bad. They return like three of their top four receivers. Okay, yeah, and but that game, you get that game at home. No, so I see what you're saying. Really, like the one like bad matchup that you get on the road, I guess, is at TCU and at Oklahoma. Those are the those are the two bad matchups, and I'm not sold on TCU's. Offensive line. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You got Oklahoma State over eight and a half. Next up, Iowa State. All right. Here we go. Go ahead. Talk to me. I know you. You in love. You in love with Matt Campbell and crew this year. Here we go. Iowa State seven and six last year. Disappointing year. Everybody, people were hyping them up as a as a college football playoff team. That was absurd. Uh, I don't. I don't understand that. Now they come back, they, they disappoint, they, they lose Brock Purdy, they lose Charlie Kohler, they lose Brees Hall, they lose a ton to the NFL draft. 
this team's looking okay like what's what's happening here step back imminent I disagree I I think this team is a uh Campbell's built a culture here where it's next man up I think they're losing key pieces but I've never been that high on Brock Purdy Charlie Kohler really good he's a tight end tight ends don't matter as much you get Xavier Hutchinson back he's a stud at wide receiver I, I he had a breakup breakout game against Oklahoma State I think he can continue uh internally there's a lot of confidence in Hunter Decker at quarterback and I said I said I'm I was never really sold on uh Brock Purdy as anything more than than a good college quarterback so how bad could that be um you have Will McDonald back at defensive line and All-American, just a, just a stud pass rusher. I think that's very big. Um, they're high on their secondary. The linebackers are young but talented. Running back, you lose Hall, but that's, that, that's a strength of this team. They, they bring back a lot of talent there, a lot of performance. I think if your offensive line can – be solid and Iowa State is a like that's that's kind of Matt Campbell's bread and butter. You just want to make sure that you're you're good on the line. So I I trust him there. So I I really like what this team has returning, and I think people are sleeping on them because they lost so much and they had such a subpar season. But when you want to be on Iowa State is when they're down, and when you don't want to be on Iowa State is when they're up because this is a team that's capped with the talent ceiling and when you are really high, they're not going to go over those expectations, but when you're really low, that's when they're going to come back to the middle and be a little better than you're expecting. Um, where does Matt Campbell rank in terms of head coaches in the big 12, in your opinion? Cause I know where I have him. I would say. third okay after like who i would have gundy and uh dave arenada above okay him. yeah okay i've got i've got gundy and gundy and campbell basically one two yeah but i i think he could be above dave but like last year was such an insanely good season for baylor yeah okay just interesting interesting something to think about um yeah, you make a lot of compelling points. I mean, I think it's, I think it's tough to look at the roster like and be like overly excited because of all that they lose. But I mean, you make great points. It's like this is a, a program, this is a culture, and and you cautioned me at the beginning of last season when I was all in on Iowa State. I had them parroted as a top ten team, and like that was blatantly wrong. I was just buying into all the returning talent, like a lot of people were. Um, like, how do they not? take a step forward. Like, how are they not the top team in the big 12? Well, how are they not the top team in the big 12 is because they're not the most talented team in the big 12. Like they reached their ceiling at a certain point and they were good. They were fun, but like they're tough. They're they physical. Have a lot but, of close games. Yeah. But like if you have a lot of close games, you're going to lose close games. Yep. Yep. So you make a really good point there on Iowa state. And like, I think it's a little bit blind. It's a little bit of blind faith in Matt Campbell that he is recruiting and developing his way and keeping the system in place his way. And I think that's a really good angle that I think will give you some leverage um, to the marketplace at the beginning of the year. I don't know how I feel about their win total. It's at six and a half. 
I look at this team. I'm not confident that they're a bowl team, but like, I don't know. You ready to run through the win total, the the, the schedule, and see, yeah, what, see what we it. see what we find? Okay, they're going to start one and zero. They're not losing to Southeast Missouri State. Um, they never beat Iowa. They never beat Iowa. That is true. And uh, they've been, but they've been close games. They lost I, by one. I think they're 19. worse. They're worse than Iowa this year too, though. Yeah, I I agree, but I I do think like they could win this game. They could. I don't think they will. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be on them, but I'll I'll give them the loss. Okay. Zero and two, a two and zero, one and one, yeah, one and one, two and one after going against Ohio. Home against Baylor, I think, is really interesting. I see no reason why they can't win that game. Yeah, I, I agree. They almost beat Baylor last year, and um, but I I just talked about Oklahoma State, right? The the strength on on the D line. Baylor also has a strength on the D line. I said Iowa State is a team that could has the offensive line and wide receivers to potentially do it. If the quarterback's there, they can they can stop it. And I, I think they're big enough that Baylor's just not going to be able to run right over them like they can some other teams in the conference. So we've got them, what, at 3-1 and one now? And that, that kind of feels like best case to me to start 3-1. Three 3-1, and one. Three and one, yeah. But I, I, I do think an Iowa-Baylor split, in my opinion, is most likely. But I, I guess I, I, could, I could see the argument that most likely they're 2-2. Two they're either two and two or three and one. Um, at Kansas, let's give them a win. It's got to be a win. I don't think it's going to be an easy win. game. And, and this isn't a team like I, I, Kansas beats teams with with poor coaching. Iowa State is the same as Kansas, just better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that's going to be an easy game. Like I don't think they're no, I, don't, I don't think so either. But it, like when you're a, a a bottom feeder, and I'm not saying Iowa State's a bottom feeder, but they're a, they're a talent development program. When you, when you get a team with less talent, those are teams that you typically beat, right? Like that was Notre Dame's MO with Brian Kelly. When a team came in with less talent, they always won that game. And when they had more talent, they always lost that game. I, Iowa State, I think, is, is kind of similar. Like when I look at what teams Kansas could beat, I think of teams that run opposite like play styles, like Texas Tech. TCU. Uh, TCU, yeah, Texas. Teams like that where – they're not used to the physicality and they're not, they're like a flashy team. Iowa state's not really flashy. We've got them at four and one home against Kansas state at Texas home against Oklahoma. Uh, can they, I think one and two in that stretch would be a win for them. I know you think that they can beat Oklahoma. I mean, most likely one and two. Yeah. If we're going to give them one and one with Iowa and Baylor. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. So that puts them what at five and three with four yeah. to go. Home against West Virginia, I think that can be a win. I think splitting the rest of the way is most likely. So that puts them at what, seven and five? Yeah. Win total six and a half. Do you want I'm it? All, I'm I'm all, I'm all over the over. I think I think I think they might go eight and four. I I also I don't hate a uh, little Big Twelve championship sprinkling on me on them either. Yeah, I won't be doing that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that. I think that there's also a scenario where they're just not as good either as they have been and they need to replace a bunch of guys. And like, there's a chance that it's a down year like that. That is also possible. And then they win four or five games and that's that. 
So I know you're, you're, you don't I mean, believe I that. I mean, you look at their records since Campbell got there, 85, 85, seven and six, nine and three, seven and six. Yeah. The win total six and a half. Yeah. Maybe it's six and a half for a reason. Or maybe it's because they lost a bunch of really talented guys and they're undervaluing the culture that Campbell's put in place. He has very possible. Under. Very possible. I'm not in the, in the past five years, he has not gone under this total. I'm not betting it. I understand why you like it, but I will not be joining you on the Cyclones. Next team in the Big 12, West Virginia. Win total set at five and a half for the Mountaineers. They brought in JT Daniels. Um, Neil Brown is an interesting character. I can't really get a read on him as a head football coach. I don't think he's very good, but I don't necessarily think he's bad either. They feel, I feel like I haven't had a good grasp on them the last few years. Like, you know, I, yeah, I, like I, I thought they that. were, I thought they were dead in the water at a certain point last year. And then all of a sudden they won four of their last six and got to a bowl game, like including yeah. an upset winning at TCU, which I didn't see coming upsetting Iowa state. Definitely didn't see that coming. And then beating Texas. I mean, Texas kind of fell off last year, but still. No, I, I agree. West Virginia. I haven't had a good read on. I, I was in on Neil Brown. I thought he did a really good job at Troy. And then kind of got out on him. Then they, they've just been average. They've been like mediocre, a mediocre football team. And the offense, I mean, part of that is their quarterback was worse than mediocre. Jared Dagey, not a great quarterback. And now you bring in JT Daniels, who I'm pretty high on. I, li- I like Daniels. I, I think got injured, maybe didn't get a fair shake at Georgia. I don't really know. You can't question it because they won a championship, but. I think Daniels is better than Stetson Bennett. So I think that's big. O-line's returning a lot. Wide receivers Everybody, you mentioned yeah. should, be, should be back. Uh, D-line. Good. They're, 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 they're back half the defense is where the question marks are, right? They lose everybody in the linebacker, everybody in the uh, secondary. But yep. they're bringing in a lot of FCS, like all-American transfers, which – I've liked so far. I, I think a lot of those players have, have performed at the next level, like Zappy. Um, I know uh, FSU's got a guy from Albany now that they're really high on. Like, whenever these players come up from this level, they, they seem to perform and people seem to be talking about them at camp. So I think that's interesting to see if it works out. I... Yeah, I'm not high on West Virginia, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about JT Daniels. I, there's something fishy there. I mean, they've got some decent players at receiver. Letty Brown was like their best player on offense for the last couple of years. He's gone. I understand he wasn't like that amazing, but I think that was more because the offensive line was like so up and down. It helps that the offensive line is everybody back in full force, but like, I don't know. They lose their leading tackler. You talked about the, the secondary being a lot of newcomers. Like that's these are challenges that they're going to have to no leading overcome. Leading right. He was a stud. He was, but like he was a stud who was like maybe only a stud because he was their best player. Like it's not like it's not like he ran for two thousand yards. Like he was like really good, but he wasn't he wasn't changing games. I don't think. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm not high on them though. And I think it's a tough schedule also. So like win total of five and a half is intriguing. You ready to run through them or 
you got more to say on the Mountaineers? No, I don't really. I think I think we've covered most of what I think about them. I, people people are sneaky, like a little high on them. I don't know. Can they start three and one at Pitt, home against Kansas, home against Towson at Virginia Tech? I say no. I don't think they can. So I think they can. I don't think they will. Um, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I guess that that's a better way to say it because they could. Is there a chance that they, yeah? Is there a chance that they do? Like I know we talk, we're very high on Pitt. Yes, there, Pitt's there's, got, a, there's a there's a there's a very good that crowd is it's at Pitt, but it's going to be 50-50. It's the backyard brawl. It's a massive game. Um, JT Daniels versus Keaton Slovis. Like they're similar quarterbacks. Slovis uh, took Daniels' job. Yeah, yeah. Daniels is not going to be. He's going to be fired up for that game. Um, the D line should be pretty solid and. Like, if, if they can contain Pitt's running game, Narduzzi's going to play this. It's going to be like that game that Pitt won 13-9. It's going to be tight, low scoring, and they could win the game. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't think it's outlandish to say West Virginia wins at Pitt to start this season. The get-in price is $200 for that game, which just tells you how many West Virginia fans are going to be there. Because there's no reason a pit secondary, you know what I mean? Like pit's not filling a an eighty thousand seat no, they, stadium they by themselves. Heinz yeah. is sold out. They're going to be fired up for that game. It, it may be the home field advantage may be for West Virginia, like yeah. crowd advantage. That's going to be such a fun game on September first. Oh, Thursday night backyard brawl. That's, that, that's the peak of Big East football. <laughs> pit, West Virginia, Purdue, Penn State on Thursday night, the first. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet doubleheader there. Beautiful. Um, I think they start two and two. I, I mean, you, I, mean, I think they're better than Virginia Tech, but like that's also a tough game, especially with Texas the following week on the road. I think it's important they get Kansas at home. Yeah, yeah, because that could be a vulnerable spot for them. What else? Two and two or three and one? What do you think? Two and two. Ah. Two and two. Let's start him at two and two. Like, all right, all right, two and two and two. But I think it's 50 50, honestly. Two and two versus three and one. Because Virginia Tech, they they beat them last year and they're not going to be very good on the road and it's going to be a fired up. That that environment is not going to be 50 50. No, it's not on a Thursday night, yeah. especially if Virginia Tech somehow gets off to a good start this season. Oh, yeah, that, that's going to be because, like, the thing is, Virginia Tech doesn't like Virginia Tech probably should start three and oh. Yeah. Or, or like, we'll have a chance to start 3-0. And if they are 3-0, that's going to be a zoo. Oh, yeah. And that's a that's a tough place to play when it's a zoo. I think the fans are going to be re-energized with Brent Fry, no. no more Fuente, Fire Fuente. We've been two, on that for a while. Yep. Two and two. What do you think? They Can can they split Texas-Baylor? I mean, that feels ambitious. No, I think that's, I think that's too ambitious. Okay, so two and four. At Texas Tech TCU, can they split those? I think they can split that. Okay, three and five at Iowa State, home against Oklahoma, home against Oklahoma State, home, at Iowa State, home against Oklahoma. Wins, losses. I think you can go one and three in this. I think one and four to end is, is probably most likely. So we're now we've got them at four and eight, Colin. Win total five and a half. We've got them at four and eight. Can we run through a best case to see to to checks and balances ourselves? Yeah. Okay. So I think best case you could start four and out. I don't see them starting four now. 
that is a huge ask for them to go at Pittsburgh on a Thursday night and win and at Virginia Tech on a Thursday night and win. That's a huge ask. They're not that good. I think three and one is best case scenario. Okay, fine. Can you I think, split? I think they can split. You, you think they can? I think they can beat Baylor at home. Off a of bye, yes, I think they can. Okay, all right. I think that's fair if we're not going to give them the 4-0 and split this. All right. So four, we've got them at four and two. At Texas TCU, Tech, yes. home against TCU. They lost to Texas Tech last year at home, though. I think I think you're going to split. I think you're going to split. Yeah, so that puts them at five and three. Okay, you know, you, best case. Can, can, they you, get can you go two? two and four down the stretch? I think you can. It's a big ass, man. These are these – are, they're going to be dogs in a lot of these games that we're giving them wins. I think you can – I think best case you can give them two or four. You like the over or the under or nothing? I lean under. I lean under too. Um, what, so what did we just have from that? We just got him at seven. We got him at seven best case. Now, worst case column, they're two. They could, I think they could win two games, worst case scenario. So they beat Towson and in Kansas. Um, in Kansas. Yeah. Well, that, even that. At home. Yeah. Two worst case. I, I think, I think under five and a half is a play for me. I yeah. do not, I think there's going to be a team in this conference that doesn't go bowling and it's that other than Kansas, like there's going to have to be a team. And this is not an easy non-conference schedule. The fact that they got to go at Pitt and at Virginia Tech. To, yeah, and um, I mean, I mean, you, you also have got if they start two and three, and then you lose Baylor two and four, like yeah, the wheels could fall they off. They could, they could, they Neil Brown's on the hot seat. He could get cut. Yeah. Give me the under five and a half. I don't think West Virginia is the type of program to cut. They totally would. They would. They absolutely would. You think they would? Yes, I think they could. They absolutely could. All right. Well, that's that's built into your under because that he's he's on a hot enough seat that if if that's something West Virginia like a team that would do that would definitely cut them. Like you could cut them if you only win thousand. You could you could be cut one and four. You want it? I'm on it. Under five and a half. You don't have to take it, but shit or get off the pot. Yeah. I, I, no, no. Keep me off. Keep me off. I, I, I think they're going to get some home games. Okay. Next up. Texas. Texas making a lot of waves these days in the recruiting world. Arch yeah, Manning. When, when you get Arch Manning, you're going to make waves. Steve Sarkeesian making things happen. A lot of people seem to be high. What'd you say? What do they call him? They call him the shark. Is that right? No, no. What do, what do they call uh, Steve Sarkeesian? I, I don't know. What do they call him? Seven win Sark? Oh, okay. What's their, what's their win total at? It's way, it's eight. Yeah, way juice, but eight. Interesting. What are you, are you foreshadowing into being down on Texas? Yeah. All right, talk to me. Why are you down on Texas? All right, I mean, look, you, you've got you've got two quarterbacks with a ton of potential. Quinn Ewers, um, you know, you got a great NIL deal out of Ohio State without playing a stat. You got Hudson Card, who had a, a great backup career behind Nebraska's quarterback. Um, so yeah, 
a lot of talent there. What's proven? I don't know. Uh, running back should be great. Probably the best, one of the best rooms, if not the best room in the country, Bijan Robinson, absolute stud. Um, receiving worthy Whittington and Robinson's a, a good receiver out of the backfield too. Like the skill talent on this offense is bananas. Yep. Uh, really good. Sark puts together a great offense. O-line, they bring in a great class, but they're young and Sark likes to move. Like when you when you when you think about what they want to do on offense, they they want they want to like run everything when they're running. They're, they're not going to just run like simple concepts. They're going to try to to screw around with that and that takes time to develop. So I'm not high on the O-line, even with like I watched Notre Dame bring in a, a ton of uh, five stars and they struggled on the offensive line last year. I think Texas will struggle. I think this is an offensive line that can get better as the season goes on, just with so much talent in the room, but I don't expect them to start great. And then defense, right? You, you, you hope they will compete. They've got talent back there, but they haven't done it. And it's not like Sark's known for his defense. So that's not something I'm completely buying in the team's sauce soft and and where's the where's the pass rush coming from right they they were big on uh the tcu guy who went to nebraska right that was that was a really big need for them that was a really Mm -hmm. big want and they didn't get him and so the fact that they're going all in for for a pass rusher from an in-conference foe shows how big of a need it is and then the fact that you didn't get him shows like you're kind of in trouble there. And if you, if you're not rushing the passer and your defense is soft, like what are you really doing on defense? It's a good point. Uh, and defense was bad last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you bring in Jaleel Billingsley, right? The Alabama tight end should be really good. Like you'd hope the tight end would help a young offensive line work, but he's not a blocking tight end. He's no, he's not. Yes, he is. Correct. So, I, I don't know. I worry about him in the trenches. I worry about him in defense. Uh, the quarterbacks are unproven. They could be really good. Like, this team could just put up 50 every game and win, but, like, I wouldn't put my money on that. I have Texas in the trenches, Colin, as one of the worst teams in the Big 12. Like, O-line yeah. and D-line, I think they're – they combined, they might be the second or third worst team in the Big 12, in my opinion, which I think is a killer. And I think it, it, the just the pure talent at the skill positions and, and the, the, the name brands at quarterback masks those concerns. Um, I don't see Texas being this like 9-10 win team. I just don't see it happening. I think that's why the win total set at eight. Um, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of Texas hype, and I think it's a little unwarranted right now. I don't think they're ready to take that that next step. They're recruiting at a high level. I think Sark's doing a really good job doing all the right things right now, but I think they're they're still a little ways off from getting into that top ten, top five. Um, they're they're arena. a year away. If you if you if you're gonna if you're gonna have a team that's gonna completely focus on scoring, right? Like how USC is going to be this year. Yep. USC has a a proven offensive line and a proven quarterback. Texas has neither. Yep. Um, so 
I mean, I think we both kind of tipped our hand, but let's run, run it through. Yeah. Um, Louisiana Monroe's a win. Yeah. Open up the season. Uh, Alabama's a loss. Yeah. Is that at home or is that on a neutral? Is that in Dallas? Home, home. Surprising, right? Alabama going on the road. That'll be a sick atmosphere, but they'll still they still won't win that game. No. Um, UTSA's a win, two and one. Yeah. At Texas Tech, 50-50? Yeah. Okay, we'll call it a toss-up. We'll give them a win, though. Three and one. West Virginia's a win at home, four and one. Oklahoma, loss as a toss-up, four and I, two. I think it's a toss-up, but, like, we're giving Tech and West Virginia, I think that's a loss. Four and two. Home against Iowa State, I think, is a win. I know you disagree, but. Yeah, okay, fine. Five and two. Can they split those next two on the road? Because that is a challenging little set. Um, who does Kansas State have before? Because I think they're losing to at Oklahoma State. Well, Kansas State, Texas is off a bye week after Oklahoma State. And yeah. Kansas State plays Oklahoma State at home before they play Texas. That's tough. That's a good, that's a good setup. Big 12 giving Texas a nice, nice schedule right there. So you think they, they split these games? No, I still think Kansas State's better than them. Than Texas? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then that's five and four. And then what do you think? They can win those last three games. They should win those last three games. I think I think two and one is most likely in that. Okay, so now you have them seven and five. And I I, I don't know. Because I'm going to go, like, quickly, best-case scenario, one and one, two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, six and one, seven and two, eight and two, nine and two, ten and two. Like, I didn't think they had ten wins. Uh, I don't think they will. I mean, worst case, they're one and one, two and one, two and two, three and three, four and five, six and six. Six and six, worst case, 10 and two. I think the number's well set at eight. So I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I, okay. I, I, I think they could lose to UTSA. I think West Virginia at home. Like You can think they can, you can, you think they can lose, lose you think they can lose to UTSA? UTSA was good last year. I mean, probably not. I think they'll probably beat them. But um, Iowa State at home is tough. TCU and Baylor at home. Um, like, I don't. I don't think they win both of those games, especially how we've been talking about TCU. Yeah, that's fair. At, at, at Kansas. Kansas beat them last year. That's fair. That is crazy. Fucking Kansas. All right, you've got it. Texas under eight. You are anti-Longhorns. Kansas State. Kansas State, the Wildcats. Bringing in... My boy, Adrian Martinez, the master of, yeah. the, of covering, covering as a dog and the turnover, the late game <clears throat> gag. I think there's a lot of reason to be high on Kansas State this year. And I think there are a lot of people that are high on Kansas State. Um, are you one of those people? Uh, I'm not high as some people, but I'm not, not as low. Hey. Cheers to that. Bud Lights. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as sold on them as as a lot of people seem to be. But 
I'm definitely not low on them. Like okay. I really like Kleinman as a or not um who is it? Uh, they they just hired Kleinman, right? Who's the uh... Kleinman's been their head coach for a little oh, while now. Who's the who they just the offensive coordinator? Yeah, Colin. Uh... They just hired like a former Kansas State star at offensive yeah, coordinator. They... Colin Klein, that's why. Colin Chris, Klein. Chris Kleinman and Colin Klein, yeah. Cause, Tongue twister. Yeah. Um, I was just reading the Athlon, um, like, Big 12 coaches. Yeah. The, the scouting, anonymous scouting report. Yeah. And there was a lot of comments about the hire. People, people seem not so sold on it. They didn't think they needed to move on from their last offensive coordinator. And um, – there's some question marks there. And I think Adrian Martinez is good, but it's a little question mark. Like I trust Kleinman to have him running better on the offense. And the combination of his running with Deuce Vaughn is a really dangerous backfield for teams that are going to struggle tackling in space. Yep. But I don't know how good they're going to be at actually getting, moving the ball downfield against a team that's good up front. No, that's a good point. Um, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I just – I'm not – I'm not – like, people like them to win the Big 12, and I just think there's better teams out there than that. Yeah, I agree. I think – but I think the, the – yeah. No, I, I agree with that. It, it's year four with Kleiman. He got to eight and five last year. I mean, the, the win against LSU was nothing – but Skylar Thompson was out for the entire year. They, they could have been really good last year if he didn't get hurt. I think it's a good point. I like I I I almost think that last year was more of the year, and this year is a little bit more of a rebuilding year. Well, don't they return a ton on defense? Like, shouldn't they be all right defensively? Oh, they should be. They should be. They should be solid defensively. But this, they they've always been to like a a good defense. Yeah. You know, like. They don't have the higher level talent and like their linebackers are good. Daniel Green. Um, people think he's an NFL linebacker there. Like they got some talent and like they're not, they're they're definitely upper echelon of big 12 defenses, but they don't have too many just like absolute studs there. You know what yeah, I mean? I do. Let me ask you this. Where does Adrian Martinez factor in in the pecking order of big 12 quarterbacks because i think that's that's how you're going to determine how high you are on k-state like is he is he like the next best quarterback after um after gabriel like i don't think so i i think i think sanders is better than him okay i i, I would agree um like i think sanders is better than him i think i mean we'll get to baylor but a lot of people at baylor really like blake shapen yep um Kansas' quarterback, uh, Jaden Daniels. I think that's his name. Yeah, Jalen maybe. Uh, yeah, Jalen Daniels. He, he, he flashed a lot. Like, he's not going to be terrible. Uh, Iowa State likes Hunter Decker a lot. Texas Tech should be fine at quarterback, right? Whether Texas it's Chuck or Smith. Two yep. unproven but studs at quarterback. TCU's good at quarterback. JT Dan. I like JT Daniels. I know you don't, but, like – yeah. He could be bottom, bottom half, bottom third 
of the uh, of so the like, Big 12 and quarterback. So, like, I think that determines how high you are on, on K-State. Like, if you think Adrian Martinez can be a real – like, if Colin Klein can unlock Adrian Martinez and, like, having Deuce Vaughn, like, is his running mate, can unlock Adrian Martinez and, like, maybe being out of that, like, whole Nebraska yeah. choke artist, like, environment can, like, bring this full-time excellence at him. Because he, he has flashed. Like yeah. he is, he has flashed excellence. Um, well, so yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this. I think Martinez and Sanders are, are very similar. Agreed. Right. And kind of the flash. Agreed. Who has who, who flashed more? Who do you trust more? Um, I trust Spencer Sanders more. Yeah, me too. Which, Spencer Sanders wins. Yeah. Adrian Martinez hasn't won. I mean, he hasn't been to a bowl game. They just don't win. He doesn't win. Yeah. He doesn't win. And I was, I was high when I did my initial set of Big 12 power ratings when I was on vacation a couple weeks ago. And I was just kind of reading through the Phil Steele and just kind of marking things up. Um, I had Adrian Martinez rated as like the third best quarterback in the Big 12 after Gabriel and Spencer Sanders. And then each, each time I have opened up my spreadsheet, I have knocked him down. 0. 0.25, 0. 0.25, 0.25. Because I'm like, I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Like, he, he, he's, he, he's not that good. I mean, I think you can scheme an offense with him and Deuce Vaughn as, as a, like, a triple option almost offense that could be really good. Yeah. But is that going to work? No, it's not. Um, but it's funny because, like, Colin Klein, like, that's what he did at K-State. Like, he was, he was a good quarterback who ran for thousands of yards. Like, he was like a – he ran the ball. Um, I don't know. I, I I see the Kansas State like hype. I, it's not that I don't get it, but like I, no, I, I, I get I get it, and I and I, I really like Kleiman. I think Kleiman is maybe Kleiman might be the number three coach. Yeah. over Campbell. I, I think that's a very or, or Aranda. I mean, I I, I yeah. have a hard time. I think Campbell's up. I mean, what Campbell did at I has done at Iowa State to just build the program the way. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But like. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe over Aranda like that. Yeah. Like I think he's a really good coach. Yeah, so, I, I have him so, rated pretty. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I should trust the uh, the climate higher, but I mean, I think Brian Kelly's a, a really good coach. He's made some uh, some pretty horrendous hires. Yeah. Brian Van Gorder. Yeah. Um, I look at K State. There's hype that they're going to be at towards the top of the conference. I have them more in the middle of the pack, right there with like TCU and Oklahoma State and Baylor and Iowa State. Like I think they're closer to Iowa State, West Virginia. I, I mean, I think they're closer to West Virginia, Texas Tech than I than I think they are to Oklahoma. Like in my I, opinion, I I agree. I think I think though with the coaching, the pro, they're more likely than West Virginia and Texas Tech to knock off a big dog. Yeah, that's fair. They're more likely to beat Texas or Oklahoma than they West Virginia or Texas Tech are, but I I like I don't think they're immune to losing to Texas Tech or West Virginia. Okay, let's look at their schedule. Is there any way they don't start 3 and 0? South Dakota, Missouri, Tulane all at home. I mean, Missouri and Tulane are not easy games. I mean, I think Missouri are... Missouri is going to be going to be tight. They got to win that game. If you don't win that game, you're going under. I'm not in on Missouri, man. No, I don't I'm not I'm not in on Missouri. Either. You losing Connor Basilak is, is pretty horrendous, and Trinkowitz is probably hot seat right now. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll, and we'll get to the SEC in a couple yeah. of weeks, in a week or so. But, um, is there, I, I think they could, they, 
They could lose to Tulane. Is no, 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 no. no. South Dakota? To South Dakota? No, they're not losing to South Dakota. They could lose to South Dakota. If Adrian Martinez plays terribly, they could lose to South Dakota. South Dakota's going to be big up front. They're, this O-line, like, they lose a lot. I mean, I trust Kansas State's offensive line, but they're shuffling around, and if they're going to try and run the ball, like, South Dakota, like, those Missouri Valley teams, they're like Big Ten light. Is it more likely they start 3-0 or 2-1? and 3-0. Okay, I agree. So we've got them at 3-0. They lose at Oklahoma. I don't see them winning that game. I know they've given Oklahoma fits, but like. Yeah, I think they've won the last three against Oklahoma. Yeah, last three. They've won the last three against Oklahoma? Yeah, 19, 20, 21. Oh, no, did they lose? They, they lost last year, but they lost by six. So two yeah. of the last three, and they didn't have Skylar Thompson. So really almost should be three and out. What are you looking at? Jimmy's walking around in his underwear holding a bottle of wine. I'm sorry. And this is staying on the and this is staying on the podcast for everybody to know. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. Okay. That's what's going on here. Oh my God. Texas Tech at home at Iowa State. Split or two and oh? I think split. Split, split, split. Cut. So now we have him at what? Three and one, four and two. At TCU home against Oklahoma State. Split. Yeah. Okay. Five and three. Home against Texas at Baylor. Split. Split? Man, six and four. At West Virginia, home against Kansas. Split. Kind of puts them in seven and five. That puts them over six and a half. Now, I feel like some of those are ambitious. I don't know. Maybe not. That, that, that actually lined up pretty well for six and a half. That, that's making me rethink a little bit. But Although, I don't know. Because, like, we just said they're splitting West Virginia and Kansas. Like, I mean, here's, here's where they're going to be favored, right? They're favored in the first three games. Then they're dogs. Then they're favored. Then they're probably dogs. Then dogs. Then dogs. I don't know. You think they're dogs against Oklahoma State at home? I think so. See, I think that's tight. Like, I have them in Oklahoma State power rated very closely. But I don't think it's a great matchup for them. No, that, that's like – Yeah. Oh, that's going to play into Oklahoma State's strength as a defense. I'm not touching this this total. Um, I do I do like K State. I think they're closer to the towards the top of the of the division, but I don't of the conference. But I don't um I, I don't I don't have an absurd amount of confidence they're winning seven eight games. And I think you have to believe that there's a chance that they win eight or nine games if you're going to take an over six and a half. Um, and I don't I don't see them being an eight or nine win team. I just I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean six and a half is kind of low, but. Do you want it? I mean, you can take no, it. No, I don't. I don't want it because I'm not in on them. Yeah. You no, know, like I, I, I could. I, I think three and zero is most likely, but I could very easily see them starting right. two and one. Right. I mean, they could like at Oklahoma is probably a loss. They should beat Texas Tech at Iowa State. I think it's probably a loss. Like you could beat TCU off the bye, but you could also lose to TCU, lose to Oklahoma State, lose to Texas. Yep. Lose at Baylor, lose yeah. at West Virginia. Yeah, and then just end your season with one win over Kansas. Completely agree. Like you, or be so dead and gone at that point that Kansas comes into town at a desolate little apple, and Kansas gets their big win because yeah, they haven't stopped playing. Kansas is beating Kansas State, but I think because they they're, they're going to take them seriously all the time. But I, I I agree. Okay, no play. We move on. Baylor. All right. I'm not in on Baylor. 
Hey, well, tell me why. Cause everybody I'm, I'm out. I know I, it, that's probably why. Well, so I love Baylor on the defensive line and I love Baylor on the offensive line. I think in the trenches, they might be, they're, they're a the top, best in the big 12, best in the big 12. And I think top five, top 10, top 10 in the country. In, in I the mean, country. their defensive line may be probably not, but has an argument for the best in the country. And the offensive line is really, really good. Too. I mean, I look at their, like them in the trenches. Let me, let me just unsort my grade. Cause I have all, all big 12 at this point. Hang on. Let me check. Cause I look at in the trenches. I think only Alabama, Ohio state, Georgia are really the teams that I have like rated closely to the, I mean, I have Notre Dame really high in the trenches, Wisconsin too, but like Pitt, but like Baylor's, I mean, Baylor's fucking up there. I mean, on the line, they are, they are ridiculously good. I I think Baylor's better in the trenches than Ohio state. Oh, I disagree. I think, I mean, that's a, that's an argument for another day, but I'm like, I'm like ridiculously high on Ohio state. You know that. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about the big 10. You're, you're a big 10 homer, you know, ever since, ever since they, uh, they lifted Rutgers out of poverty, you know, gave you guys a home to live in uh, a nice little cardboard box. You, More than a cardboard box. It's cushy. <laughs> cushy. <laughs> you, you've been sucking off uh, Ohio state. Yeah. Um, Baylor outstanding, outstanding in the trenches everywhere else. Nah, like yeah, question marks at wide receiver tons of, they lost their best receiver question marks. And, at they, back. and they lost their uh, wide receiver coach. No, he's now at Notre Dame. Okay. I didn't even realize that, but interesting. Um, I think running back should be fine, right? They, well, well, it should be fine, but Colin, they lost their two best running backs who were yeah, really good. Like, Ana no, Smith was I, all... I agree, but, like, if you're going to... No, I get it. I get it. I get it. O-line matters more to me than than running back, and if, if you're going to have a, a great O-line, I think running back should be fine. I, I like Shapen. I think Shapen played really good in the uh, game against... Oklahoma State, and I think the fact that Dave Nada or Nada, Nada. Aranda, Aranda, yeah, 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 um, chose to let Jerry Bohannon know during spring so that he could transfer out shows how like he was like we don't need you, yeah. Like Shapin is our guy. I'm gonna be a, a gentleman and tell you we don't need you, so you can go find a place where you can get starting time because I know you want to get starting time. Like, I think that's a, that's a stand-up move, but it also shows a ton of confidence in Blake Shapin. Right, which is fair. But also, Blake Shapin played in one real, really played in one game as a starter. Yeah. And played great, was awesome, won a Big 12 championship. And I understand there's hype on him, but, like, no, I, I mean, really see. When I watched that game, it wasn't like he was making amazing throws. He was just making the right decision. Right. So, like, okay, so these but are. I think that's. I think that's important. If you're not, if if you don't think they're explosive at wide receiver, you think their O line should be really good. If you have a quarterback who can get the ball out and make the right decision on third and six, that's that's really important and move the trains. Especially if you think the defense should be good, which I, I tend to think. Well, I think the defensive line is going to be really good, but like people seem to forget that like their secondary was out of this world last year and they're losing a ton from their secondary. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Defensive line should be great. Linebacker is going to be weaker. Uh, Cornerbacks like they're high internally on the, on the cornerbacks. They're athletic, but inexperienced safeties. um, They're they're also high on safeties, but they're new. Jalen Petrie gone. Yeah. JT Woods gone. Special teams should be really good again, which is important. 
I, I agree, but like I, I think there's just. But here's the thing: if you have Jackson Player and um, Seiki Ika, I'm just butchering these names today. Um, That's okay. You always do. Siaki <laughs> Ika. He's. I mean, he's a monster. What is he like? Yeah. 375 pounds. He's like. Yeah. If, if you have those two guys as your D tackles, those are probably the two best D tackles in the country. Yes. Yes. Colin, I you, agree. That means you can stop the run and drop everybody back, which should help in an inexperienced secondary. Yeah. That's a good point. I just, I don't know. I think they're, I think they had a kind of a miracle season last year and people are kind of like losing, like forgetting the fact that like it is a new starting quarterback. Their best playmakers on offense are gone. Their entire secondary is basically gone. And they won, what, 11, 12 games last year? They won a lot of close games. They won a lot of close games. So, like, these are all, like, major red flags to me. And it's like, all right, like, there's probably a reason why the win total for Baylor is set at seven and a half. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I agree. I don't, like, I came in really high. I was like, oh, like, Baylor, that's a team, like, I, I would think, like, take on the – to win the Big 12 again. But you, you look at the odds, and it's just not – they're not there for them. Like they are they're, and they're just getting too much hype yeah. for me to really be confident. But I, I, I like Aranda. I like what they're doing. I like, I like a lot of doubt this team. I think they're going to be good. I just don't know if they're going to be great. You know, yeah. last year they were, I don't even know if they were great. They just kind of got, they kind of got lucky breaks. Right. If you think about it, Oklahoma state, definitely. Um, they, they barely won that game. Right. They get three or a, a goal line stand to win the game when they're missing their Colin. starting center and running back. Then you go into the um, Sugar Bowl and you beat Ole Miss, but midway through that game, Ole Miss loses their starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, so like how those are the biggest wins besides Oklahoma, and Oklahoma kind of skated on being average all year. And, and I did, what's yeah. like, who was starting in that game? What do you That's mean? The end of the season. That's got to be Caleb Williams, right? Uh, for Oklahoma? Yeah. I think it was Caleb Williams. Yeah, it was. And he was horrible. <laughs> he was so bad that they brought in Rattler. Well. Um, the other thing, like, like their, their wins, like, I mean, I don't know. After they beat West, like, they, they didn't win very many games by more than two touchdowns. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that these are just. No, I mean, they almost yeah. lost to Texas State. Yeah, like, these are, these are factors that I think need to be considered that they had, like, a majorly lucky year last year um, with a lot of close wins. And I, I think their, their defense is going to be, even though the lines are great, I think that there's a chance that. No, I, I they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to be as good as last year. Yep. At okay. least ranking rise, but like, I don't think their power rate is going to change too much. Uh, I would, I think I would have them down a little bit. Here's maybe a little yeah. here. Here. All right, let's run through it. I mean, they're going to beat our Albany. Yeah, I would. I think they're going to lose a BYU week two. I will be betting BYU. I think BYU is going to be favored, and I'm going to take BYU minus whatever the points are. Yeah. Okay. Is that wrong? No, but I think it's 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 close to fifty fifty. Um, but I think BYU is a better team. Going on the road to BYU is going to be brutal. Brutal. Yeah. And I think they're very similar teams. That's why I think it's fifty fifty. Like I think that game comes down to a field goal. I think BYU's got a better quarterback. I guess I don't yeah. know what shaping is. I but guess like, that's fair. You, like shaping could be really good. Yeah. And like BYU is a, a power run team, you know, and that's going to, you're not going to run on Baylor. Yeah, that's a good point. Baylor is a power run team and you're not really going to run on BYU. 
Well, I think that's a that's an under. You know, that's a that's a, that's a principal O'Donnell under right there. Texas State win win at Iowa State. I think you could split Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Okay, so that puts them at three and two at West Virginia, Kansas. Give them both. Yeah, yeah, I think you should get both. Five and two at Texas Tech at Oklahoma. I think at Texas Tech and Kansas State at home we can split. Okay. Because I think they lose at Oklahoma. Yeah, I I I I think they're definitely losing at Oklahoma. So then one and two in that stretch puts them at six and four. TCU Texas to finish up the season split gets us to seven and five. Split. Home against TCU at Texas. I think you can win both. They could win both. That puts them at eight. But like I don't think it's likely. So. Okay, so you're gonna go under. No, I don't think I'm going under because seven and a half is like freakishly low. And I think it's yeah, telling I think it opened at like eight or something. Yeah, eight and yeah. a half. Maybe. If it was if it, if it was eight and a half, I'd be all over the under. But seven and a half is just a little, it's a little too close for comfort. But I they're a team that I I think you can watch me. You'll I'll be fading quite a bit. Um, yeah. so that's my my opinion on Baylor. Anything for you? No, no, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch that. Seven and a half is is a little low. Um, to be betting under, and I like this team. So, I mean, right. if, it, if it if it touched seven, I'd think about the over. Yeah, I think that's fair because I don't think they're. I don't. I think they're still good enough, especially like on if, the line. If it touched seven, I think seven and five is like that's that's they're, pretty they're great floor. push insurance. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't I don't see this team as a six and six team. I'd be very yeah. surprised if Baylor went six and six until they are. Until they are, yeah, but. I'd be surprised. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, last team in the Big 12. We didn't do it this way. I'm, it wasn't on purpose. Like, I was, you know. Yeah, I think we're both kind of excited to talk about Kansas. Yeah, but I don't think they're um, – I don't think it's going to manifest itself in the win total. Um, but, like, you look at Kansas and, like, there's, there's reason to believe. They've got a lot back, right? Everybody back on the offensive line. Um, they've got a coach. they got a quarterback. Lance Leipold can really coach. they got running backs. Yeah, they bring in some key transfers. Like there's, yeah, Kai Thomas from uh, Minnesota, right? Yeah, Minnesota he'll be really good running back last year. Yep, yep. And I think there's there's reason to believe. I think in uh, in Lawrence, I don't know if it's gonna happen right away, but like Jalen Daniels is like a really really talented quarterback, and he played well. He's kind of he's kind of a game breaker. Yeah, he's got speed. Right. He's, they played really well towards the end of last season. It's not like they had this fluke overtime win over Texas. Like they did over the fluke over overtime win over Texas, but then they were right there at TCU and right there against West Virginia. Like they're not, that wasn't fluky. Like they got better. You know yeah. what I mean? It yeah, would be they one improved. thing. They improved and they bought in. And I think they, you, people also forget that Leipold came in after spring. Yeah. So he had to turn this team around like that. Yeah. I think they're going to be competitive. In a lot of games. Yeah, and that's that's saying something for a team that hasn't been competitive in a in a long time. Um, I don't really have too much to say about Kansas though, other than like I believe they're going to be better. Like the defense should be fun, should be better. Like Leipold's a good coach. Like yeah, their safeties are good. Um, Daniels, I think, is solid. The running back room is 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 is, is pretty good. The um, they're fine on the lines. Like that, they're fine. The O line has no depth. But they're solid, and the and the D line, uh, I'm a little iffy on the D line. 
I don't think it's a travesty though. No, it, it's not. It's not. And I think that's a credit to Leipold. But like when you look at like teams that have been terrible for so long, it's mainly because their lines just got awful. Yeah. And I think it, it it takes longer to build good rooms there than anywhere else. Yeah. Um, you ready to run through there? Yeah, let's do it. Their schedule to see if we can find three wins for Kansas. Their win total is two and a half. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can find three. And they're going to open one and oh. They are going to open one and oh. I think it's going to be tough for them to win one of the next two games. I agree, but I, I, I could see it. Right. It's not impossible, but it's very unlikely. Yeah. Okay. One and two. Home against Duke. Are they favored against Duke? Yes. Yeah, you're, yeah, they're favored against Duke. Duke beat them pretty handily last year, but that Kansas at the beginning of the year was very different than Kansas at the end of the year. So we got them at two and two? Yeah. So we need one more. Iowa, State at, Iowa State at home, TCU at home. I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen there. I don't think they're going on the road and beating Oklahoma. Yeah, it's, if it's going to happen, if it's going to happen, it's going to be one of those two games. And I think if it's going to happen, it's going to be TCU. Yeah. I don't think they're winning at Baylor. I don't think they're winning at home against Oklahoma State. I don't think they're going to Lubbock and winning. They're, I don't know if that's they're going to. The that's the other opportunity. Can they beat Texas? They could, but probably not again. And then at Kansas State, you don't think they got a shot to win that game? I don't really see it. I see – I think there's Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State. Those are your games. I'm not right. playing – yeah, I agree. I'm not playing Before the winter. Four of those games, do they go 0-4 or do they go 1-3? I think I think probably most likely 0-4. I don't see them – I mean, Iowa State and TCU, like, I mean, they're going to be what? A touchdown – like, they might only be touchdown dogs in those games. Like, is that crazy? Especially if they play well against Duke. Yeah. I mean, I lean over. But I don't know if I can play it. I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it. I don't like the I don't like either, but I'm not playing it. All right. That's the Big 12. Here's what you got. Oklahoma State over eight and a half. Iowa State over six and a half and Texas under eight. I've got Oklahoma over nine and a half and West Virginia under five and a half. Season right around the corner. It's going to be a fantastic conference, the Big 12, man. There's a lot. I'm looking at my power ratings right now, and it's just like they're so jumbled together. This this is the conference to, to be making your uh, your random stabs at a champion. You know, just you're pulling some mid-tier team and you're saying they're going to win the Big 12 championship at, at a nice little value there. Yeah, except I think Oklahoma wins the lead this year. Well, what, what are the odds on Oklahoma? I don't know. It's like Big 12 title odds. I feel like they're probably – Decent, like two to one? Two to one. Is that good enough? I don't know if that's good enough. I... Might be. They probably should be the favorites, like minus they, – the, the... Well, I don't know if they're – they are the favorites, but I don't know if they're – I don't know if they should be minus. Why not just take Kansas and hope for a miracle year? Yeah, no. 300, 300 to one. Jesus Christ, that's not even – that's not even high enough. 
All right, Kyle. What's uh, what's Oklahoma? Oklahoma's at two two to one. Two to one. Okay. Yeah, two to one. And the ones that I think the only one that I think might be really interesting to like take a take a stab at is TCU. Yeah, TCU, K State, and Iowa State are all twelve to one, twelve to one, sixteen to one. Iowa State. Texas Tech at 45. I don't think Texas Tech is that bad, man. Like, there's. Oh, man. I disagree. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the Hook and Ladder podcast. Big 12 preview. We'll be back with the, the Big Ten next week. We've got three major conferences to go the Big Ten, the Pac 12, and the SEC. And then we'll touch on, at least in there somewhere, we'll touch on the independents, Notre Dame and, and BYU. And perhaps we will look at some of the other group of five schools that, that are of note. All right, Hook and Ladder Podcast, Big 12 Preview, Mr. O'Donnell. Peace out. See you.